Live Well Podcast, episode number 46. Happy September. Happy September. And welcome to another episode of Live Well Podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Allie. And we're your hosts for today. Welcome to Live Well Podcast. Um, I feel like it's been a while. Has we it? always say that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Let's talk about how people can contact us. Okay. Well, uh, our, our website is livewellpodcast.com, so you can go there and there's blog posts. Um, that are po- and all the episodes are archived there. Right. You can also reach us in the studio at 312-957-7087. And then if you want to uh, email us feedback or if you have any questions for us, you can uh, email us at feedback at livewellpodcast.com. And you can also find me on Facebook, Arbon Kimbake. A-R-B-O-N-N-E, and the last name is B-O-C-K-A-Y. Kim K-I-M. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping everyone would know how to spell that. Today's topic, actually, uh, a friend of mine uh, had suggested it, and so I thought it would be a good topic. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about how to achieve smoother skin. Because our skin ages. It does. Yep. Our skin ages and it's actually constantly exposed to the elements, sun, heat, cold, and wind. It's our largest organ, and it experiences sunburns, acne, stretching, winter dryness and cracking, and many other damaging effects. Our skin performs several crucial functions. It keeps our body temperature regulated. It protects us from infection and injury. It keeps moisture inside, and it also filters and removes impurities. Right, so over time and as our skin ages, it starts to become thin and dry and cracked and um, wrinkles and blemishes and spots are signs of aging skin. So that's what you can look out for. Um, There are things that we can do now and throughout our lives to maintain smoother, younger looking skin. Um, But first we'll cover the basics to healthy skin. Yeah, and the basics uh, sometimes sound like we, we probably talk about them frequently but uh, I guess the frequency just indicates how important they are. So the first one is protect yourself from the sun. The sun causes the most damage to our skin. Sun protection is important. Skin cancer, age spots, wrinkles, freckles, and rough dry skin are all symptoms of too much sun. The sun is typically the strongest. I know we've said this before, between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. And avoiding the sun during this time can help protect us from ultraviolet rays that harm the skin. And when we're out in the sun, wearing a broad-spectrum sunscreen, one that protects from both UVA and UVB rays, is crucial. You want to apply generously and reapply often, usually every two hours. And then staying in the shade and wearing protective clothing is helpful. And I always wear a visor. You can wear a hat, too. And tanning beds are harmful. They harm the skin cells in the same way that the sun does. Indoor tanning is not safe. If you really want that tan glow, try a self-tanning cream or a bronzer. Right. We, we do talk about the sun a lot on this show, but I guess really emphasizes how important, important it is right. to stay away from that. And another thing about indoor tanning is I think we've mentioned this before, but if you, even if uh, you're, let's say you're inside the car and the sun is shining through the window, you may think that because you're inside, your skin isn't getting that uh, that damage from the sun, it is because the rays can actually go through the windows and yep. burn you. Yeah. Um, another tip is to keep your skin clean. 
We should be washing our face twice a day with lukewarm water, so you don't want it too hot or too cold. And you should be using a mild cleanser. Um, this is important because it removes the dirt and oil and makeup at the end of the day. And in the morning, our bodies actually have eliminated impurities through the skin, so we want to keep we want to clean our skin in the mornings too. Gentle cleansing is sufficient, and make sure you avoid harsh soaps or cleansers, excessive scrubbing or tugging, because this will only irritate the skin or strip it of its natural lubricants. And then pat your skin dry with a towel to avoid to and avoid rubbing or pulling the skin. Uh, moisturizing is also important. Moisturizers help our skin to retain the moisture. The best time to apply a moisturizer is when the skin is slightly damp, right after uh, stepping out of the shower. I've noticed when I used to, oh, this was, yeah, this was something that I remembered from uh, winter that I noticed when I used to run in cold weather. My skin experienced less irritation from the wind when I had a moisturizer or sunscreen on my face. I don't even remember how I happened to notice that. I think one time I was out running and I didn't have anything on my face. And then another time I was out and I put sunscreen on. And I noticed a big difference. It's amazing that having that um, that lubricant as a protectant on my face helped keep the moisture in. And and I didn't experience as much wind damage either. Hmm. It did make a difference. Um, it's also important to maintain a proper diet. You are what you eat. And that goes for your skin, too. If you want smoother, healthier skin, avoid nutrient-deficient foods and focus on fruits, vegetables, foods with omega-3, and nutrient-rich foods. I have also heard mixed messages about whether staying hydrated actually helps the skin or whether it doesn't make a difference. And kind of here's my take or my opinion on that subject. I think staying hydrated matters. Whether it directly affects our skin or not, I'm not positive, but I believe that proper hydration is important for a healthy functioning body, and I think that ultimately shows up on our skin. Exercise. Exercise increases circulation and delivers more nutrients to the skin and the rest of the body, and sweating helps the body eliminate toxins. And speaking of toxins, smoking and drinking do not contribute good things to the skin. Mm-mm. Smoking causes more wrinkles around the eyes and mouth because of the repetitive motions that people make while smoking, and tobacco can cause the skin to turn a yellowish or brownish color. And too much alcohol dehydrates the body and skin, making it look older. So both tobacco and alcohol are actually toxins in the body. Right, both very damaging. Mm-hmm. Um, number six is sufficient sleep. Sleep is how the body rejuvenates, heals, and refreshes itself. Quality sleep contributes to refreshed and healthier-looking skin. That is definitely true. Yes, sleep is very important. And we always feel better after enough sleep. That's right. (laughs) So um, we basically gave you the basics. So now we're going to talk about exfoliation. Um, As we age, the skin's cellular turnover rate slows down. Exfoliation can help this process and reveal more vibrant-looking skin. Uh, There are two kinds of exfoliants, physical and chemical. Both types of exfoliants work to remove dull surface cells, revealing a brighter and smoother surface. So a physical exfoliant would be a scrub that uses uh, particles to mechanically remove dead skin cells. It's important that the scrub has a small, round, or 
they have small round smooth beads or particles so that it doesn't damage the skin. So apply the scrub in your hands with a little water, rub your hands together, and then gently massage on the face. There is no need to scrub vigorously. This only tugs the skin and it can be damaging. So avoid avoid the scrubs made from ground up fruit pits or nutshells or any large granules because this can actually scratch, irritate, and damage the skin. The other type of exfoliant is a chemical exfoliant, and they smooth the skin by dissolving the glue that attaches skin cells to the skin's surface. Chemical exfoliants can also digest the cells as well. Ingredients like hydroxy acids, glycolic acids, salicylic acid, and enzymes are examples of chemical exfoliants. These may be applied through the use of a mask. People with rosacea, acne, or sensitive skin need to use much caution when considering exfoliants. Scrubs are generally too abrasive for people with rosacea and acne. Um, Chemical exfoliants would be a better choice, but gentle is the key. I have found that I can use enzymes, which are often more gentle on my skin than glycolic acid. Because rosacea and acne are inflammatory conditions, it's important to keep irritation at a minimum. A strong chemical exfoliant could cause a great deal of irritation. Um, I actually used one that was pretty strong, and I... um, experienced extreme redness and really hot burning feeling. Uh, and that's how I knew that it was too strong for me. So I tend to use the, the gentler ones because of the rosacea that I have. Exfoliating is also a great thing to do before applying a self-tanner. Smoothing the skin first will result in a smoother application of the self-tanner. It will be easier to go on and it'll, um, it'll look better. You won't get streaking or some of those orange spots if you exfoliate first. Mm-hmm. Some cautions to keep in mind, though. Um, using exfoliants makes the skin more sensitive to the sun, and sun protection is a must. So Talking about sun protection again. Yep. <laughs> and there is such a thing as exfoliating too much. So when you're using an exfoliating mask or scrub, it's best to use it two to three times a week. Because too much exfoliating can cause redness, irritation, and dry, tight skin. Um, Also, skin that has been sunburned or recently waxed should not be exfoliated. So refrain from exfoliating up to a week before waxing and never exfoliate over over open wounds or cuts. That could be kind of painful. Yeah, that's uh, definitely, you definitely don't want to exfoliate recently after waxing or before waxing because it can lift too much skin off. And then kind of the the big things, microdermabrasion and chemical peels, um, those are kind of the big things that you would need to go to an office for. Although regular use of at-home products and treatments can help keep skin exfoliated, in-office procedures such as the microdermabrasion and chemical peels can quickly remove large amounts of dead skin to deliver exceptionally smooth skin. In addition to leaving the skin smoother, microdermabrasion and chemical peels can address other skin issues, such as discoloration. Uh, You definitely want to make sure you seek out an experienced dermatologist or an esthetician who can give you the proper treatment for your skin type, though. Uh, This is uh, something that those of us with rosacea cannot do uh, because these types of procedures would be too irritating for us. But... um, you know, they you can see you can see some bigger results from this, but also you're going to end up paying more money for it as well. 
and uh, and they use stronger um, so the chemical peels would be a stronger um, percentage or solution than something that you would get that you would use at home. So I think it's a wrap. Yeah, I think that's a wrap. We hope you got something worthwhile from today's podcast, and we hope you'll join us for the next show. Our plan is to bring you simple tips that will allow you to live better. If you have any questions or want to hear a specific topic on our podcast, please call us or email us. We'd love to hear from you. Contact us at 312-957-7087 or email us at feedback at livewellpodcast.com. We might even use your question on our next show. You can also find us at livewellpodcast.com, our website. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate all of you. Lord willing, we will be with you on our next show. Have a joyful, healthy week. Simple information to help you live well and bloom where you are.